0: All right, next storyteller. This next storyteller. Your next, next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Hello, and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme.
1: Hey there, it's Ron. Your next storyteller is Adele Alvarado. This was Adele's first time sharing a story at The Narrators back in August 2018. She told this story in front of a live audience at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was cheating.
0: I know that looking at some of you, you're too young to have experiences firsthand, but trust me on this. It is no small thing to stay married to the same person for 25 years. Especially when, okay, I'll get to that in a minute. I have a photo taken on my wedding day. It's the classic photo you've all seen a million times. It's after the ceremony, we're on the steps of the church, and the photographer has lined us up in the flying wedge formation. No, you've seen it, right? The bridesmaids are cascading down the steps on the right, and the groomsmen are on the left. And in the middle is the happy couple. There I stand, I'm holding my bouquet. My head is down, my eyes are up, and next to me is my brand new husband. His lips curled in anger, his, the vein jutting from his neck, and his finger is jabbing me in my face. And we haven't even left the church yet. Years later, I showed that photo to a therapist. And she said it was the saddest thing she'd ever seen. Okay, as you might guess from that beginning, our marriage wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. Um, But it wasn't always awful. But for long stretches, years-long stretches, I felt like a modern-day Sisyphus, condemned to trying to push the giant boulder of my husband's anger and unhappiness uphill every single day, only to have to start all over again in the morning. Flash forward 25 years, and miraculously, time has not transformed us into Ward and June Cleaver. Shocking, but true. But, as a child of divorce myself, I was determined not to visit that little slice of heaven on my own kids. And so I hung in there, no matter what. And then one night, my husband, who had the social skills of a serial killer, (laughs) and who refused to go to any kind of event unless I dragged him bitching and moaning the whole way, Well, he decided to go to a friend's birthday party without me. Well played, universe. Well played. Because while he was gone, I went downstairs to his office in the basement to use the copier. And there on his desk, I discovered a trust agreement giving $900,000 to some woman I'd never even heard of. Half when she turned 25, and the other half when she turned 28. My first reaction was, wait, we have $900,000? <laughs> and my second reaction was, and you think you're going to give it to some bimbo who wasn't even born when we got married? I couldn't wrap my head around this. I called a friend and I said, listen, my life has just become a soap opera, only I don't know how to change the channel. Now, if this had been a soap opera, I'd have done something dramatic, you know, like sweep all his photos off the shelves or, or put all his clothes in the driveway, douse him with gasoline and set him on fire if this had been a Mexican de Okay? I'd have done something really dramatic. I'd have squished the girls into something low-cut and slutty, and I'd have hit the clubs in search of some strange. Why not? Why not get myself a 24-year-old stud and play a little pin the tail on the donkey This was not a soap opera. This was real life. Unfortunately, it was now my real life. So instead, I did the smart thing. For the next week, every time my husband left the house, I snuck downstairs to his office, nervous and sweaty as a virgin on prom night. I started copying everything. I copied bank accounts, I copied brokerage accounts, trust agreements, everything. I even managed to copy some poems, love poems he wrote to her. Yeah, I could have done without those. After a week of this, I said to my beloved of 25 years, "Honey, why don't we sit down and have a little chat? Why don't you tell me all about your Serena?" "Uh, what? Uh, what? She's just my massage therapist." "Really?" I said, "Because I think that $900,000 is a hell of a tip, don't you?" <sighs> he started to lie and apologize and blame me for everything. At one point, he even said that it was all because I wasn't in good enough shape for him. Now, after 25 years and two kids, yes, I had put on a pound or two. But as I looked at my husband, who used to have a full head of long, flowing hair, but was now 85% bald, I remember thinking, you know what, I can lose 20 pounds. Hell, I can lose 30 pounds, but you ain't never getting any of that hair back. I told him to pack his things and get out. And suddenly, confronted with the reality of his imploding life, he started to whine and apologize and promised to go to marriage counseling with me. Now, thinking of my kids, I weakened for a moment. And I said, OK, but you can't ever see her again. Well, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> and just like that, I was done. I was done trying to make someone happy who would never be happy. I was done pretending that all the years of disrespect and disregard hadn't killed whatever love I had left for him. I said, you know what? Forget packing your things. I'm going to get me some gasoline and a goddamn match. (laughs) Though I tried to spare my children the less than lovely divorce details, uh, I was not perfect. I will own that. But they are adults now, and I have told them this. Your love can never make somebody happy who is fundamentally an unhappy, angry, narcissistic, emotionally bankrupt person. Your love can never fill all the black holes and empty spaces in someone else's heart. And if you ever tire of pushing that giant boulder of unhappiness uphill, I want you to let it go. I want you to let it come down. Let it pick up speed. Let it crush everything in its path. But please, please, love yourselves enough to get the hell out of its way. Adele Alvarado! Please don't show me how you school me in.
1: The Narrators is produced by me, Ron Doyle, and Aaron Rollman, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sidney Crane. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, Welcome Aboard, we have hundreds of stories for you, so go ahead and push that subscribe button. If you're a regular listener, now's a great time to leave a review or share a story with a friend. And if you're in Denver, please join us for one of our live shows, which take place every third Wednesday of the month at Bumpport Theatre. You can find more information and past episodes on our website, thenarrators.org. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Pomport Theater Company, Illegal Pete's from the Photo and Great Vibe Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whalehawk, Hawk, and we'd also like to thank Mama Magnolia, who provided the outro music you're listening to right now. Find a link to their music in the show notes for this episode. We'll be back next Friday with another true story. Until then, thanks for listening. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp.